Gentleness podcast, where we explore turning towards our toughest experiences with kindness, welcoming ourselves as we are, being curious about our emotions, and making friends with ourselves. I'm your host, Brooke Lormer. I'm a life coach who helps women transform overwhelm into clarity and live with ease. Welcome back to season two. On today's episode, I'm excited to be discussing getting over not knowing where to start. I thought this would be the perfect topic for my first episode back because I've been away for a while and I myself have been starting new things. In January of 2021, I began my journey of becoming a life coach. I had my first taste of life coaching in 2013. I had been dealing with this incredibly frustrating reoccurring pattern, and I couldn't figure out how to make it stop. I met with a coach, and within a few weeks of working with her, I felt like a completely different person because the pattern had shifted and I was no longer being ruled by it. At that time, though, the idea of becoming a coach wasn't yet in my mind. It just was something that I knew was really helpful. Cut to five years later, in 2017 and 2018, I got so overwhelmed, I couldn't just read a self-help book anymore. I was going through a really difficult breakup and just felt like I couldn't remember who I was. I decided I was tired of trying to hack my way out of my problems. I wanted a real, solid solution. I wanted to work with someone who deeply understood me as I navigated who I was becoming amidst that difficult transition. Enter life coaching. I worked with a coach who, in just a few weeks, helped me identify what I really wanted for my life and supported me moving past the fear that was holding me back from taking action. I remember her joking that it felt like all I needed was the encouragement and then I was off like a rocket ship. But I remember feeling like while that was true, it didn't fully encapsulate what working with her meant to me. Knowing that I had a consistent space to bring my fears, hopes, and ideas to and work through them to create a life path I could stick to changed me. I found coaching to be so transformative and it planted a seed. I knew meaningful conversations were the most important thing to me and that supporting women lit me up. I decided I wanted to combine them and become a life coach for women. Supporting other women having similar transformations and making their life filled with ease and joy became my driving force. But that journey also led me down a path of not knowing where to start. Or rather, I knew where to start, but I was actually terrified to start. I spent two years knowing what I really wanted for my life and career, but being too afraid to go for it. I had found the coaching certificate program I wanted to do and spent years just dreaming about it. It wasn't until August of 2020 when I was reading The Courage Habit by Kate Swadoba on my front porch and the exercises and the prompts she had us do in that book made me realize I had researched enough. I knew the program I wanted to do and it was time to apply. It wasn't that I didn't know where to start, it was actually that I was terrified to start. I see this as a really common issue, fear disguising itself in clever ways telling us we don't know where to begin. 
Since January, I've coached dozens of women and have spent many hours listening deeply, reflecting, and hearing moments of shifts, clarities, and ahas happen. Starting, just simply starting, is something I know a lot of us struggle with. Either because we don't know where to start, or we know exactly what we want and where to start, but we're afraid to start, like I was with my coaching program. Today, we're going to discuss both. I have seen so many women know exactly what they want, have a clear idea of what their goal is, or maybe they don't know exactly what it is they want, but they know they want something. I've also experienced that myself. I was feeling pretty jammed creatively about season two of this podcast. I knew it was so important to me to come back to season two and do do it with a coaching lens so I could serve even more women, but I just, I didn't know where to start. One morning, I got up really early and sat in front of the ocean with my journal in front of me. I just tried to let the muse come to me. I just accepted that I didn't know where to start. As I was sitting there, I was struck by the natural intelligence of the ocean waves. Where do they start? Do they have specific instructions on starting? These waves don't fret over where to begin. They just start somewhere in the ecosystem of the wave and ride that journey with ease. We have the same opportunity before us. All we have to do is stop fighting ourselves and drop these stories about timelines and shoulds. Drop the idea that there is a forcible, perfect timeline and instead tap into the natural intelligence timeline that already exists when we stop trying so damn hard. Fighting ourselves takes so much energy, and I actually believe it's the biggest cause of discomfort in this journey. Consider the thing that you want to do, but you don't know where to start, even if that's just wanting an idea of what you want to do. Just tap into that for a moment and take a deep breath. Now consider dropping the idea that you have to find where to start. Consider the idea that the start will find you. How does that shift things for you? As with most self-growth things, it's not actually the thing we're doing that's hard, but the fighting ourselves that comes with it. It's the fighting ourselves to figure out where to start or what to start on that is actually the hardest. Are you with me? Instead of forcing it, we can engage with practices that help us flow. For me, it's sitting in nature for an hour before I come to the computer to write. What is it for you? Bring it to someone, somewhere, or some practice that helps you slow down with it. That's my first recommendation for when we don't know where to start. Slow down. Breathe into it. And be gentle with yourself around it. Now let's dive a little deeper into knowing you want something to change, but you don't know where to start in that situation. It can be incredibly frustrating to know you want something different than what you currently have, but not knowing what you're moving towards. Recently, I watched a TikTok that described exactly that. There was a woman bopping around her kitchen dancing, talking about how she was working 40 plus hours a week at her job, 
and that she was so exhausted she didn't even have the time to imagine what she might want for her life even though she knew it wasn't that job. Sound familiar? As she danced in her kitchen, dancing to the playful music, and creating this meme, I felt an overwhelming amount of tenderness. Yeah, tenderness. (laughs) Over an internet video. But I could feel in my own body how common her struggle was, how relatable it was. Let's throw some radical gentleness on the situation. If you can relate to that, I know it's a hard place to be in. And the emotional drain you feel from wanting more but not knowing where to start is exhausting. So just take a deep breath into that. Have some compassion for yourself. Knowing you want something different is a great place to start. And here's the thing. As a coach, I can't tell you what you want, but I can help shed some light on how you might figure that out. The biggest tip I have is don't effort too much. Don't effort too much to figure it all out. If you're coming from a place of exhaustion, frustration, or burnout, trying to find what it is exactly that you want to be doing with your life, whether that's a career, hobby, or what you're looking for in a relationship, if you're coming from a place of fatigue, you won't be able to see it clearly when it presents itself. One of my favorite writers, Elizabeth Gilbert, talked about how when she wrote her book, The Signature of All Things, at first she felt really creatively lost. She didn't know what she wanted to write about, especially after Eat, Pray, Love, which was a massive hit, and her subsequent book, Committed, which didn't do nearly as well. She knew she couldn't try and write the next Eat, Pray, Love. She just wanted to write another novel. But what about? She wasn't sure, so she just went into her backyard and took some time off from writing to spend time getting to know her plants and gardening. She would come out of her garden at the end of the day, still not knowing what she wanted to write about, but she just kept turning towards her curiosity for gardening and plants. Eventually, she started getting curious about where the plants came from, what plants were native to where she was living in the U.S., and what plants were not native How did the ones that weren't native get there, and at what time? That led her to do some research, just for the sheer joy of it. And over the course of a couple months, she ended up getting inspired to write The Signature of All Things, a novel about a young botanist in the 1800s. Do you see what I'm getting at? Staying open and curious is the path towards what you want. It's not a quick fix. But you know radical gentleness isn't about that. It's a path that through time will help you discover what it is you want to dedicate more time and energy towards. When we slow down and tap into the natural timeline of things and stay open and curious, we take a step back from hustle culture and into trusting ourselves instead. Now, if you're in the boat of knowing what it is you want, having a clear idea of it, but not knowing where to start, Let's talk about your situation for a moment. Not knowing where to start can come from a few places. The two most common I see as a coach are being overwhelmed and lacking knowledge about what you're diving into. Let's say, for example, you want to start your own Etsy store. Maybe you know exactly how to do it all. Make your product, market it, sell it, package, ship it, etc. But the idea of taking all that on has you in a freeze response. 
my dear, Rome was not built in a day. And the hard truth about a lot of our endeavors is that they won't be built in a day either. But as far as your overwhelm goes, that's, that's a good thing. Hold the big, bright vision of what you want and take small steps towards it. Ask yourself, what is one small step you can take each week towards your goal? Be reasonable with yourself and work backwards. Where do you see that vision by the end of the year? If we're going with the Etsy metaphor, maybe you see yourself having sold five pieces of art. Great. Start small by taking pictures of those pieces of art or scanning them so you can upload them to Etsy. That is one little big step in the right direction. And consistency is the key there so you keep up with all your little big actions. And again, as you do that, just invite big breaths and gentleness into your timeline. Showing up consistently towards what you want, even when it's hard, even when you feel confused, is a step towards taking what you want seriously. Consistency is the foundation towards what you want. Now, the other big factor I see when women don't know where to start and feel overwhelmed is fear. Fear of getting what you actually want, fear of not getting what you actually want, all of it can keep you stuck. If that feels familiar, I'm right there with you. It's normal. I experienced that in my own coaching practice too. That is a part of pursuing what it is we really want. Fear is allowed to be a part of the journey and it's not going to go away, but it doesn't have to make the decisions for you. I'd recommend spending some time with that overwhelm or fear. Meditating with it, journaling about it, taking it on a walk, or talking about it with people you trust. What is that fear or overwhelm trying to communicate with you? It might have very practical things to share, like how am I going to pursue this dream while also being a mom of three kids? Or how will I pay my bills if I pursue this new dream? It may also have some more nebulous things to share, like what-if stories or am-I-good-enough stories. All of these things are information. They're helpful and they're workable. When you figure out what it's trying to communicate with you, then you can offer it some empathy before just blowing past it and giving it the opportunity to get even bigger and bigger. Fear of starting is normal. And I recommend a similar path as to those that I did who don't know where to start. Just start small. Remember, anytime you carve out to work on that dream is a success and that should be celebrated. The whole road does not have to be visible and paved out right now. Something a mentor of mine once said to me about this changed my life. I was going through a hard time and I expressed to her how hard it was. And she said, uh, yeah, Brooke, that's normal. I'd be more concerned if you were going through all of that and you weren't feeling fearful and uncertain. That sentence shifted my perspective to see how normal it is to have those harder feelings arise when we're doing something new. If you're pursuing something new, of course there are the big feels there and they may stall your progress. When you notice that happening, just take a breath. We're going to talk about how to build a plan for yourself shortly what to, on what to do when that happens. If you know you want something but you don't know where to start, one thing, do one thing this week that makes you curious. And take some time to reflect on that in a journal 
a vlog, or with a loved one. If you know what you want and you don't know where to start, here's where that self-care plan comes into place. Build a plan for what to do when you become completely overwhelmed. List the things that help you get re-regulated, that help you feel grounded, that help you feel safe and nourished. One of the hard things about overwhelm is not knowing what to do to get out of it. So if you have this plan for yourself in advance, you can resort to it to get out of that cycle quicker. Now, once you've started working towards that dream, create consistency in your efforts where possible to eliminate decision fatigue. For me, with jumpstarting my creativity and wanting to get into nature before writing, this meant packing my bag the night before, making sure I had a full water bottle, my journal, and pens in my bag, and knew exactly where the car keys were, so all I had to do in that morning was roll out of bed and drive to the beach. Work backwards by removing any potential stumbling blocks instead of adding additional things. Simplify your routine and simply start. It's the hardest part but you've got this. Trust your timeline. Take a deep breath and begin. I believe in you. Thank you for tuning in to the Radical Gentleness podcast today, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. If you're interested in exploring life coaching right now, I've got a few slots open in my practice currently. You can reach out to me on my website at brooklormer.com. You can email me at lormerbrook at gmail.com or come find me on Instagram at brook.lormer.coaching. Until next time, be radically gentle with you.